welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show from the Labatt Blue Studio. Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Bleed blue and white, drink blue and light. And don't forget to try the new Labatt Blue Light Seltzer Variety Pack. Available at retailers throughout Pennsylvania. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number one. I'm Jim Galante along with Dustin Hawkins-Smith. Dustin, are you all ready for another week of Penn State football talk? I guess. I mean, <laughs> some, some, some weeks you're more energized than others. Let's put it that way. <laughs> You've had a busy couple days, haven't you, my friend? Yeah, I have. And that's why And I'll, I think I'll find my enthusiasm somewhere along the way here. So if you're tuning in, it, it, I'll, I'll get there. But I did, I did cover about 14 hours of high school wrestling on Saturday. And I did spend uh, about 10 hours traveling to and from a cheerleading event on Sunday. So, you know, Penn State football hasn't exactly been at the forefront for the past 48 hours. Put it that way. All right, we'll, we'll see if we could correct that and get Penn State football right up to the forefront in the front of your brain, Dusty. Leading us into that, let's do a little cleanup before we get to this week's news. We're going to go back to last week's news. We talked about uh, Purdue game, the home opener being on the road again, and uh, I hadn't looked up the details. I knew it was pretty bad streak of Penn State being on the road. Fortunately for us, we've got our good buddy in Florida, Ben. He picked up the pieces, Dustin, because you as the analyst dropped the ball, didn't do your research. We had the homework was done by Ben, who tells us that Penn State over the last 30 years, their their Big Ten opener has been on the road 21 of 30 times and 12, 12 out of the last 13 years. Penn State has opened the Big Ten on the road. So tip of the hat to Ben in Florida, who used to be, used to be your biggest fan, Dustin. For some reason, though, he has turned on you. He now says he is Ross's biggest fan, and he now chooses to call you Mr. Snarky. Do you care to respond? Well, I mean, a few things with that. Number one, I brought him back. I shoved Ben away. I brought him back. Um, so he is, I think, back to being my biggest fan, um, if, if I'm not mistaken. So I, 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 I saved myself on that one. I disrespected his time. I don't remember exactly what I said last week, but I made some kind of reference that he has plenty of time on his hands. He's a busier guy than I am. So that was in, an inaccurate statement. Also, I would contend that I am Ross's biggest fan, so he can't necessarily steal that title from me. We will wait for Ben to respond and hear where he stands on all this. All right, Dustin, let's move forward. I, by the way, by, yeah. by the way, like I, I, I do not take lightly anybody who listens to what we do on a regular basis. And there, there are some, I mean, you hear often from people. Yes, I don't do. take any of that lightly. And then I, I, I find great joy in sitting here talking about somebody, knowing that in about 24 hours or 12 hours, however long it is, we're going to get a message from that somebody. And that, that's our buddy Ben. Well, what I appreciate about Ben is him now give me a new nickname for you, Mr. Snarky. And I like it. So let's move on. Mr. Snarky. Let's get to this week's news and some things. We finally, finally get the word for at the college football playoff expansion before the current contract ends is dead. It's not going to happen. And it's obvious why. 
Because why? Well, fans would have gotten better show, more playoff games. These conferences would have made all kinds of money. Who knows, we might have even possibly get, gotten a home playoff game, playoff games on campus, which would be absolutely incredible, Dustin. Who would want any of that? So they've chosen not to do it. What are your thoughts? I guess you could figure out where I stand. Yeah, you're, who's the Mr. Starkey now, I'll, I'll say. Um, yeah, I mean, first of all, this is what I'll say. How nice would it be to run a business where it is literally impossible to drive away your fans. It's impossible. There's so many areas. If you ran a business and you sold this bill of goods in the summer about huge changes coming, that you're going to love what's coming down the pike. It's just a matter of time. We're going to do this. We're talking about playoff expansion. It's everything you've always wanted to, I would say, a, a pretty nice majority of college football fans. And then literally months later say like, yeah, yeah you know what? None of that's actually happening. We're going to finish out the four, final four years through the 25 uh, football season. We're going to maintain the status quo. And then maybe, just maybe after that, we'll sit at the negotiating table. Maybe we'll try to hammer some things out. I grasp that this is a complicated issue and you have sides to this thing that are pretty well entrenched uh, in what they believe and what they think. And those sides, all of them had to come together in order to break this contract early and go down a new path. And what they basically said was, that's impossible. We're sticking with four teams through at least 2025. And then, you know, there's going to there's there's going to have to be some kind of pretty hardcore negotiating to get those sides to try to come together on something. But more or less, I mean, my my lesson from this past week and it goes with an, another news item we're going to cover is that, you know, fan sentiment is not at the top of anybody's list. What we want as fans of the of this sport doesn't really matter all that much. It just comes down to what do the TV partners have to say. And if there's no real gains to make with your TV partners, then they're not going to do much of anything. Well, see, I even have a problem with that, Dustin. How could the TV partners have an issue? Because this is more content, more college football content that have to make more money. And when, where we start seeing things... Let's face it, the Southeast Conference is golden no matter what. You keep it at four teams, they're definitely going to have a, a member playing, if not two, like this past year. What upsets me is these other conferences. If you're the Pac-12 and the Big 12, how the hell are you going to get a team in the playoffs with it just four teams? You need 12 teams. The ACC, by the way, was one of the strong opponents of this. And if Clemson isn't going to be Clemson anymore, which is possible, how are they going to get a team into a four-team playoffs? And then, uh, Kevin Warren, apparently the issue with the Big Ten was they didn't like what the current ruling would be, which is not every Power Five conference champion gets into the playoffs automatically. It would be the top five ranked champions of any conference so it could have been a group of six if you had a scenario where say a three or four loss west division purdue team upsets ohio state they wouldn't get an automatic bid well first of all that's never happened yet not likely to happen in the future and even if it did 
if Purdue doesn't make it, you still have Ohio State, who now maybe lost that conference championship game, but is now 12-1 and instead of 13-0, and and they're still in the playoff. So why is that an issue? I don't understand the logic, Dusty. Well, Kevin Warren's got that particular sentiment. The ACC, I, I don't know exactly where they're coming from on this thing, other than, you know, you also have the health ramifications of, of playing extra games, and if you want to combat the health ramifications and the potential to play whatever the, whatever the maximum is, what, like 16 games, 17 games maybe, if you're, you know, playing the whole way through the playoffs, um, in order to like that, you have to make some pretty significant changes to how you schedule games, how long the regular season is. And you, we all know that there's a lot of people who are true blue college football fans who don't want to mess with anything when it comes to the regular season. Uh, they, they view the regular season as the real prize to this thing, which, you know, if you told sports fans in any other sport, you know, hey, we got to fight to preserve the regular season, they would just kind of laugh at you. But college football has all the tradition and all the rivalries and all that stuff going on. I, I get it. Um, but now you have, you're in the situation where the SEC shook college athletics and college football to its core over the summer with the announcement that Oklahoma and Texas were coming aboard. And so that sets off this frenzy where everybody's trying to figure out how to push back against that, how to fight that, how to expand, who's got to leave, who, who's, who's con- consolidating power, what do we got to do as the Big Ten, we got this alliance, well, let's do this. And so all this stuff happens, everybody loses their minds, and now here we are months later and the SEC is getting 100% exactly what it wants. It set off this frenzy, it, it reestablished this tone you guys are all chasing us. And now they get four more years of the status quo of everybody still continuing to chase them while they establish this new power conference that nobody else will really get a chance to push back against. And so, you know, all this back and forth, and we are left exactly where things were, only with the SEC a step ahead because they're bringing two blue bloods into their league. I have a thousand more things to say on this. I am salty, Jim, today, Dusty. However, I will just point out, those people who worry about the sacred regular season, don't they realize how much better the regular season would be if there were 12 playoff games, 12 playoff teams available, 12 slots? It makes so many more games important. I'm still just in disbelief. We've got another topic to hit. Speaking of these conferences, saying one thing and ending up doing another, the Big Ten is sticking with their nine-game schedule. They have not been tempted to do that eight-game schedule where they might play some cross-conference games with either the Pac-12 or the ACC. Well, this kind of comes down to another, it would require, you know, a pretty big leap. It would require some changes. It would require you to rethink the way that you conduct business. Uh, and that clearly the Big Ten wasn't ready or willing to do that. Certainly, I think... Um, you know, as fans, we we have talked, we have speculated about an Oregon Ohio State matchup and a Michigan Clemson matchup. You know, a Penn State USC. I mean, that is good, good stuff. But ultimately, I think the Big Ten suggested that. And there's and with this announcement that they're planning to stick with a nine game schedule. This was Gene Smith from Ohio State. This was just even more uh, lip service. That that alliance thing. Nobody knew what the heck it meant. The only substantial thing that would make this anything official is if 
if they did get together on something like this, and now that's kind of out. And pretty much, uh, TV partners weren't clamoring for it. The ninth conference game, and this was these were Gene Smith's words, the ninth conference game wasn't necessarily less valuable than having these interconference things going on. And so they stuck with the nine-game schedule. They stuck with the status quo. They stuck with the conference games, which, you know, again, it's fine, but... Don't go puffing your chest out talking about how the Big Ten were getting together with like-minded schools. We might even do some scheduling. Just, I mean, just shut up and don't say anything. And now you don't have to walk anything back. And this is what I what I was alluding to before. So college football, the expansion doesn't happen. This scheduling alliance, which was a bunch of nonsense from the start, it didn't matter what they said and how they had to walk it back. I'm guessing pretty close to zero college football fans will be lost through this entire farce of a process. Exactly, Dustin. And I don't understand how that first week where we're playing Big Ten games, I would sacrifice Penn State-Purdue to see Penn State-USC or Penn State-Oregon or even Stanford or UCLA or Virginia or Pitt or Virginia Tech. Not going to happen, and I don't get it, Dusty. But there's a lot of things in this world I don't get. Anyway, that is it for quarter number one, Dustin. Quarter number two, we're going to continue our series on our class of 22 and projecting their careers. Stay tuned for that. This is where the temperatures are unkind. This is where water freezes in the blink of an eye. This is where the wind bites harder than a mid-ice cross check. This is where the beer is always on ice. This is Labatt Hockey. Played the way Mother Nature intended. Labatt Blue is proud to support pond hockey and all the hardy souls that like to play it cool. This is Labatt Hockey. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. 